This podcast is brought to you by Brunner Communications, your best resource for public speaking, presentation, and storytelling skills. Visit lizbrunner.com and take your skills to the next level. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I'm Liz, and my goal with each episode is to share stories of people who are recreating their lives or rising above challenges to write their next chapters with authenticity. These stories give me the courage to go after living my best life, and I think they will do that for you, too. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the show so this podcast can continue to inspire next chapters all over the world. From the Peace Corps to pizza, that was the pivot my guest made during the pandemic and followed his passion. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I'm Liz, and today's guest turned a childhood hobby into a business. First, as a mobile pop-up pizza food truck to his first brick-and-mortar establishment. Connor Cudahy is the founder of Lala's Neapolitan-ish Pizza. (laughs) Welcome to my show, Connor. Hi, Liz. It's great to be here. Thanks Thanks for having me on. Lala's Neapolitan-ish pizza. Why is it called Neapolitan-ish? <laughs> yes, that, that is a great question. So um, we really wanted to bring in the philosophy of the, the style of pizza from Naples, but we also wanted to highlight some of the great produce and great um, cheesemakers and flour um, millers here in New England, which is where the ish comes in. So really focusing on local produce and local um, artisans, but keeping that Naples style of pizza uh, at the front of our mind. Well, there are so many different types of pizzas. There's Neapolitan, Sicilian, Chicago, New York style, so many different ones out there. Educate us on why Neapolitan is what you wanted to do. And what's the difference between all of these variations? Yeah. So, um, Neapolitan pizza is um, a dough that has a little bit more water in it than, say, a New York-style pizza, so it's really light and airy. Um, it's cooked at a really high temperature, around 700 to 900 degrees, so the, the ingredients stay really fresh, and it cooks in just about a minute or two. Um, and comparing that to other styles of pizza, like New York-style, it has a little bit less water in it, um, it's cooked for a longer period of time, so it's nice and crispy. Um, Sicilian style, it's, you know, that really thick crust with um, the, the cheese and stuff put on top halfway through the bake. Um, so what really characterizes Neapolitan pizza is um, the, the airiness, the freshness from that quick bake. Um, and and really trying to get it out as quick as possible. Who knew that there were so many variations? <laughs> you say right? that you yes. you say you are obsessed with pizza. Where does this passion first come from? It comes from a childhood cooking book that uh, my parents got for me when I was in middle school that had a really basic pizza recipe in it, and I was kind of obsessed with tinkering with it and making it my own, but also trying to make the pizza as best I can in a small home oven. So <laughs> it was really just that uh, idea of being able to to do a little something different and it would make the pizza taste completely different. And that kind of made me obsessed and 
and really got me going and, and experimenting for the next 10 or 15 years after that. Well, the book you're referring to is American Pie by Peter Reinhardt. And I read that you read that book front to back at least 10 times and have even traveled to many of the places that Reinhardt talks about in this book. What was it about this book? In the book, he goes to some of the best pizzerias in the United States and he talks about the differences in the dough and differences in the fermentation techniques in those different pizzerias. And it was really those minute differences that sparked my curiosity and made me want to not only travel to those different places that he travels to, but also try my hand at making them myself. It was really just something that sparked my curiosity and led me on this pizza journey that I've been on for so long now. But you never considered making pizza a career? Why not? Um, You know, it was really just a, a hobby for me at the beginning. It was always in the back of my mind as something that I could see myself doing in the future, but it never seemed like a, a stable career. It never <laughs> seemed like a stable way to, to make a living. I think the pandemic really just showed everyone that there really is no stability in, in anything anymore. So why not follow your passion and do something that really makes you excited? Well, your original plan was to be an educator, and at the start of the pandemic, you were volunteering in the Peace Corps in the southern African country of Malawi. What was the work that you were doing there? You know, as you said, I was there in March of 2020 when everything kind of fell apart. I had been there at that point for almost two years, and I was teaching English, and I was coaching some sports teams and also leading a few clubs at a local, really small equivalent of a high school in a a pretty rural village in northern Malawi. But my main job was teaching English and teaching writing and grammar and all that. And I had some secondary projects that I was working with the, the community on as well. What was it about the Peace Corps that intrigued you so much? It was just a lifelong interest in traveling and being in different areas and really enjoying that. I was also in a job before the Peace Corps that I was not super happy at. I was working as a consultant in DC with the Department of Agriculture, a pretty typical office job coming right out of college. I wasn't living up to my potential and I knew that at some point in my life I wanted to live abroad for a period of time. Hmm. So it just seemed like a good step for me to fulfill that dream of living abroad while also doing a little bit of good and meeting some interesting people that I wouldn't meet here in uh, Boston. So the pandemic is crossing the globe. You're in Malawi. And what happens? I was teaching and we got an email letting us know that we were going to be all be evacuated. So we kind of had to quickly rush to the Mm. capital and didn't get a chance to say goodbye to all my friends there, which is something that I'm really looking forward to to going back and be able to, to see them again. Yeah, it was really quick, really sudden. We flew out of the capital there and were home within two days of getting that email. So you head back home to the U.S. Making pizzas, not on your mind, at least not as a career. In fact, you were 100% certain you were going to stay in education when you returned to Massachusetts. But that's not what happened. When did you realize you were going to have to pivot and do something else other than education? And how did you figure out what that was for you? That pizza passion had always been in the back of my mind. It was something that I thought a lot about and read a lot about while I was in Malawi during my free time. So when I got back to the U.S. after COVID, suddenly found myself without a job. It was 
really just thinking a lot about what I was passionate about, what I thought about in my free time and what I like to research. So it really just started off as that hobby and go recipe down and trying to figure out some of the logistics of how a business would work. From there, just got a little bit more confident doing small like parties and stuff. In May of 2021, I bought a big wood-fired mobile trailer that was able to be towed on the back of my car. Um, so it was just like little steps in confidence that has gotten me to where I am and really shown me that it is a career that you can make for yourself and it's something that is possible as long as you keep doing those little steps. But that first portable pizza oven that you bought, that was not an industrial pizza oven. You could only make one pizza at a time. When did you realize that this hobby, this little oven, could actually become a business? Yeah, I think it was really just by hearing the responses that I was getting from people that I was cooking for, whether it was my friends or my family or a few people that I hired us for an outdoor party. It was really just those words of encouragement and words of affirmation about how they liked the pizza and how it was some of the best pizza they'd ever had that made me realize that it, it didn't have to just be a, a hobby. It could be something where I could actually make money. Just getting that, that confirmation that my idea was not just a hobby was really important for me and showed me that it was something that could blossom into a, a business. Yeah, you, you really actually gained quite the cult following. So you're, you're pulling this 3,500-pound wood-fired oven around that you actually ordered from Moderna, Italy. And you're pulling it around. You're going to these mobile pizza oven places, to festivals and farmer's markets and all of these things. But now... You actually have a permanent spot at the timeout market in Boston. What gave you the courage to take that next step to have a location where people can actually come to you as opposed to you going to them? Again, it was really just that confidence boost from hearing what people were saying about the pizza. Those two years that we were operating as a mobile food truck also just gave me a learning experience. It was a really great learning experience for me you know, not coming from too much of a food service background, those two years gave me the confidence I felt I needed to make a thousand pizzas a week or so, which we're doing right now. And it gave me the confidence that I knew I could keep up with the demands that we have here at Time Out Market. So it was really just a con like a mix of a confidence boost from the words of encouragement we're getting from our, our customers at breweries and festivals as we were operating as a a food truck, but also confidence in myself that I knew I could keep up with the demand that we have now at Time Out. I love talking with entrepreneurs because first, they're always passionate about what they're doing. And secondly, because anyone who started any kind of a business knows how challenging it can be. What were some of the biggest challenges for you, or at least what was one big challenge and the lesson you learned from that experience? Some of the biggest challenges have been around taking that next step and I kind of explain it to, to people that I talk with as a roller coaster. You, you feel like you're doing fine and then you go down the drop and you quickly have to pivot and, and find a different way to do things. There have been a few issues like that as a food truck, as we grow into our brick and mortar. This was our first time having real employees when we opened in January. So that was one of those things like, okay, I don't know how to do payroll, but this payroll needs to be done. So I'm going to have to figure it out as, as quickly as possible. You know, I've never taught anyone besides myself how to make pizza or how to make pizza dough. But 
you know, I have to figure that out on the fly and, and write down the, the recipe and every single little step that I've been doing for the past two years myself. So it's really just identifying the problem, quickly working to find a solution that works for everyone yeah. and then trying to mimic that as you go forward and create those processes that are so important. Let's get back to actually making the pizza because you have perfected your own pizza dough, something you've been working on for like 15 years since middle school. What is the secret? Can you tell us at home chefs what to do if we want to make the best pizza dough? You put good ingredients into an oven, you're, you're going to get a good pizza out. We use fresh milled flour from ground up grain. It's a local mill in um, Massachusetts. We use local ingredients. We use the best produce that we get from the farmer's market. We use really great cheese that's made right over in Connecticut. It's really just identifying those products, those ingredients that that can help your pizza shine. Also, besides the ingredients, the fermentation of the dough is super important. It's something that takes a pretty long time to, to really master. So I would say just keep trying to get a little bit better every time you do it for home pizza makers, but also make sure that you're using the best ingredients that you can get because it's hard to get good pizza out if you're not putting good ingredients into it. Yeah, I remember reading somewhere about you ferment the dough for like three days and I'm thinking, I don't know if I'd have the patience for three days to wait for my dough to ferment. But I guess that's one of the secrets to your best tasting pizza. All right, you've actually named many of your pizzas Uh, other family members. So what are they? It kind of starts with the whole company. The company is called Lala, which is a nickname for my mom. It's what my cousins called her. They called her Aunt Lala growing up. So the company itself is is named after one of my biggest supporters. We have the Molly's Vite. Molly's my sister, and, and it's one of her favorite pizzas with mushroom, bacon, and red onion. We have a hot Johnny, which is named after my dad, John, and it's a pepperoni and spicy honey pizza. We have the Ray Bay, which is named after my girlfriend, Ray. And, you know, it's just kind of incorporating what all of my family members like and really wanting to, to make that a focus of the company. It's just highlighting those people that have made such a impact and have given me so much confidence to take this leap and making sure that I remember the reasons that I was fortunate enough to get to this point. Yeah, I was intrigued by the hot Johnny in particular because of the hot honey on the pizza. I've never heard of hot honey. I've never heard of honey on pizza, but obviously that's one of the things that makes it unique and I can't wait to try it one of these days. I'm curious, Connor, what has been the best part of taking this leap and pivoting to follow your passion? You know, I think it has really just made me a happier, more confident person. Before this, I was working as a teacher and I was working in an office job. And I, you know, I was not that happy working in the office job. I was happy, again, working as a teacher. And this is just another step in my career that really makes me happy. So I think it's just finding those things that, while also hopefully making you some money, can also just make you the happiest you can be and feeling confidence, gaining confidence to be able to to make that step was really important for me as well. Well, I think being happy is certainly one path to living your best life. And I'm happy to tell all of you listeners out there, 
If you want to have Lala's at your next event or a party, you can just go to their website, lalasneapolitan-ishpizza.com. It's a long uh, website link, but we'll have that in our show notes for you, lalasneapolitan-ishpizza.com. And Connor, I want to say thank you because I think you're showing all of us that we can follow our passion and you showed us how you did it. And when somebody else like you can do it, that gives us courage to say, I can do it too. So thank you for joining me today. Liz, it was great talking to you. Thank you for having me on. Hope to see you at Time Out Market soon. And I hope to be there too. And thanks to all of you for listening. I invite you to subscribe, download, and share your comments about any of the shows you listen to. And if you're ever in the Boston area, be sure to check out Lala's Neapolitan-ish pizza at the new Time Out Market location. I think I want a slice right now. (laughs) Until next time, be well. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media, helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud and Fast Twitch Media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.